Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Angels Envy. Envy is commonly regarded as a vice, but it can be a good thing. Envy can be a catalyst for creation, inspiring the world to raise the bar. And Angels Envy is a bourbon that is worth the envy. Angels Envy bends the rules. It's a little different from all the other bourbons out there because Angels Envy is the pioneer of secondary finishing in bourbon. Angels Envy is finished in port barrels, which adds a layer of complexity to the whiskey and gives it a unique and approachable flavor. Plus, Angels Envy is one of the first full production urban distilleries in downtown Louisville. And whether it's for someone special or to bring to a housewarming party, Angels Envy makes the perfect gift. These angels are so, they have so much envy with its unique bottle design. Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels is sure to be the envy of any bar cart too. Look for Angels Envy bourbon finished in port barrels. Please drink responsibly. Copyright 2024, Angels Envy bottled by Louisville Distilling Company, Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you for coming out. As always, I see some great merch. I see a repeal and go, I, I, see you, I see you. You can point at yourself, but your clothes point at you. Uh, we have a great show tonight. Um, I don't know how to keep... <laughs> coming out on this stage week after week and trying to note that we've had yet another absolutely absurd and appalling week. That th and this week especially is like, it's not even fun, absurd. It was like evil and depressing, but culminated today in some interesting developments, which we'll get to. We'll get to all of it. Uh, thanks for coming out to the improv. Uh, guys, now hear this on September 8th in New York City. You can buy tickets. We'll be at that comedy festival in New York. Nowhearthisfest.com. I'm just doing a little housekeeping. All right? Surprised you with it. Uh, and also, if you like the show, subscribe. Give us a, give us a good review, you know? Uh, obviously, some baby boomers who were offended by some of the things I said. I see you, and I'm so grateful that you are here. And I... And I, as always, am once again approaching baby boomers with nuance and respect given, given the iron fist with which baby boomers rule Facebook comments. And uh, you've shown your power, all right? And uh, I obviously, I don't respond to anything but fear. Uh, okay, guys, before we get to our panel, I did want to run through a few of the crazy things that have been happening very quickly because it's not just been a crazy week, it's actually been an absolutely insane month. And CNN's Brooke Baldwin ran through all the things that had happened in the previous month, and it's really worth checking out, but I wanted to just run through some of the things that she highlighted because she put it all together and it is bananas. So here's where we're at. <sighs> this month, Trump has Fired Bannon, fired Priebus, fired, fired, hired the mooch, fired the mooch. <laughs> hired John Kelly, publicly shamed his attorney general, failed at repeal and replace, shamed the GOP who voted no, tweeted a transgerry military ban, which was then renounced by the military, got political in a Boy Scout speech, made up a Boy Scout leader call, <laughs> thanked Putin for expelling Americans, begrudgingly signed onto Russian sanctions, condemned and then endorsed White House leaked, encouraged cops to rough up suspects, publicly shamed Mitch McConnell, 
threatened North Korea with nukes, tells Guam it'll help tourism, uh, <laughs> threatens Venezuela, blames both sides in Charlottesville, denounces white supremacists, returns to blaming both sides, says that there are some fine people at the rally, shames CEOs who ditched the business council, disbanded the business councils, uh, considered a pardon for Sheriff Arpaio, who's a scumbag, promoted his Charlottesville winery, Pushed a myth during a terrorist attack, received condemnations from Democrats, Republicans, former presidents, world leaders, allies, his own staff, and the Pope. With that, I'd like to welcome our panel. She is the host of the Bad With Money podcast and an author of the book, I Hate Everyone With You, which comes out September 5th. Gabby Dunn. Hi, Gabby. He is a television producer, comedian, and host of the podcast, Black on the Air. Please welcome Larry Wilmore. Larry almost went down, but he made it. I almost fell there. Thanks, guys. They were like, no, Larry, we can't lose you. <laughs> so close to the stage. He is a comedian and actor from Comedy Central and HBO. Please welcome Langston Kermit. Hey, they should have put me first. No. <laughs> I'm happy with the order. Okay, guys. Uh, let's get into it. What a week. Are you okay? I'm great. I mean, I, look. You know, we're all... I'm great. Yeah. yeah. How are you guys? It's exhausting. It really... I mean, it used to be like... Okay, well, so what happened this week? Then it's like, okay, what happened today? It's like, okay, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I mean, it's like the, uh, an electron half-life, the amount of time yeah. that passes between the shit that you think is going to destroy the Earth and the shit that is currently now going to destroy yeah, the Earth. It's, yeah, it's um, world historic events are happening every five to ten minutes. Uh, which is Doris know. Kearns Goodwin is going fucking nuts right yeah. now. Yeah, right. she's Doris Kearns Goodwin <laughs> yeah. is locked in a room yes. at the Mandarin Oriental, coked out of her mind, yeah. writing 23 hours a day. Right. Teddy Roosevelt never would have done this. Oh my god! <laughs> Calm down, Doris. <laughs> so let's start with the most recent development. Let's start with uh, Steve Bannon was dismissed from his position as... What? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> he was dismissed from his position as White House chief, spa uh, chief strategist. His dismissal followed an interview he did uh, with the American Prospect in which he badmouthed colleagues and mocked officials as, quote, wetting themselves over the consequences of changing trade policy. For the past week, there have been rumors that he was going to fire him. There's also been a lot of people on the alt-right threatening blackmail and retribution if he were to be fired. But he's been removed. There's, you know... All kinds of, all these people are liars, so who knows? Was he fired? Was he resigned? The exact machinations, who cares? Uh, here's what Bannon said to the Weekly Standard after he was uh, dismissed. Quote, all right, and this is just... <laughs> I've, just been, <laughs> I've been sucking my own dick this whole time. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, you have you to say... You got me, you got me. You have to read it like that. <laughs> I just... You know... Larry, I'm so glad you did that because I wanted to do that, but I lack the courage. Here's what he said to the Weekly Standard. 
I feel jacked up. Now I'm free. I've got my hands <laughs> same, back. Same, same. Literally me. I've got my hands back on my weapons. Someone said, it's Bannon the Barbarian. I am definitely going to crush the opposition. There's no doubt. I built a fucking machine at Breitbart, and now I'm about to go back, knowing what I know, and we're about to rev that machine up, and rev it up, we will do. What? Now, I know what you're thinking. Is this the last third of Boogie Nights? <laughs> Uh, it is not. It's some of the most important uh, and powerful people in the world. What a great suicide note, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to kill yourself, I'm jacked up, baby. <laughs> it's Bannon also... the Barbarian's back. As he drives off a cliff. <laughs> it's also... He just sucks his own horcrux to death. <laughs> it's there it is. <laughs> you know... I'm so disappointed that that worked on you people, this horcrux hor stuff. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh, stop yeah. it. Millennials, baby. All, I just wanted to point out that all that is about him going back to run a website with deceptive news articles. That's what he's referring to. That's his great and powerful machine. Yeah, uh, the the crypto-Nazi White House wasn't as freeing as the fully Nazi yeah. <laughs> website can be. Yeah. yeah, he feels it was constraining. He didn't like that. Yeah. yeah, it's holding him back. So, Larry, I'll start with you. Do you feel like this matters? Does this matter that Bannon leaves? Is this a win that we should take a moment and celebrate, or is this a distraction, ultimately, from the fact that Trump is still Trump? Can I say, I think Bannon was one of the funniest of his crew, and I hate to see him go. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> To be honest, like, at this point, they're all bad, right? We agree that, like, none of them are going to come in and be better. He's not going to hire a new person. And he's going to be, like, kind of awesome. So, like, <laughs> let them be ugly and funny. You know what I mean? And Bannon was, fuck he was fucking ugly and funny. <laughs> and now we're going to get, like, probably a more handsome, moderate version of a racist. And that's not as fun. Yeah, I mean, there is something. <laughs> yeah, where's the fun in that? <laughs> We've already seen that. Right. There is something to be said for the fact that this week you had Trump go in front of the cameras and basically apologize for white supremacists, and then you have all of these supposedly reasonable adults that work at the White House kind of privately wincing and privately expressing their concern, and Bannon being like, I think it's great. <laughs> I think this is top-notch. You know, Bannon, he doesn't even dog whistle. That's a fucking wolf whistle. That's <laughs> what he does. It's just an all-out construction worker. Hey, racism. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even whistle right now. I say racism, my whistle doesn't work all of a sudden. <laughs> Damn racism, you thick as hell, dog. <laughs> even his skin can't take him anymore, you know. It's yeah. turning against him. Yeah, as it seems to happen often with these people, but their outsides do start to look like their insides. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just a weird problem. It's like also there was this, uh, there was this video circulating of this uh, Boston University student, I believe, who found himself being criticized for the fact that he showed up at a white supremacist rally. That was the rally. best thing I've ever seen. And he's like, I can't believe these people would judge me without knowing me as a person. I could have like, come, come just from watching that. It was the best thing I've ever seen. But <laughs> it was incredible. He was crying. I watched it like four or five times. So it was so good. He was like crying. And then he was like, these people don't know me. How could they judge me because they don't know me? And I was yep. like... You were at a white supremacist rat. Like, what else do you need to know? But which is also like, hi, that's I'm a white what supremacist. I love pina coladas and taking walks in the rain. It's like, no. Yeah. 
I know everything about the Sopranos, and I'm a white Soprano. <laughs> but uh, I, all I was going to say is that the guy looked 40. And so I was like, that's weird how it ages you. Um, but we're going to get, we'll get to all of that. I want to stay on Bannon for a second, because I think over the past six months, there's been an incredible amount of coverage around the machinations inside the White House. You have the globalist cucks, and you have the nationalists, you have... Stephen Miller and Steve Bannon and, and Gorka, and then you have Gary and Ivanka and Jared, and then, you know, there's who's up and who's down, but in the end, there hasn't been that much of a variation what Trump has done. And so, I don't know how you reconcile the fact that it does feel like an important victory that someone like Steve Bannon is no longer at the White House, but at the same time, the reason someone like that could be at the White House is because someone like Trump is in the White House, which is the central problem, and that certainly won't change. Yeah, do you think he was just like, I got it, take it from here, I'll take it from here. You know, I don't need you anymore. Like, he's become Bannon, maybe. It's like the end end of a bad movie about a teacher, and she just says, I have nothing else to teach you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if if you're already eating a shit taco, it really doesn't matter how many onions are not on it anymore. (laughs) Or what the garnish to it is. It's still a fucking shit taco. Cilantro? Yeah. Cilantro, that's what I was trying to find. Thank you. Cilantro. I got yeah. you. It makes a difference in a shit taco. But I it agree. Does. <laughs> Ugh, the shit taco tastes like soup. <laughs> sorry. It was like too cute. I'm Do you sorry. have that thing? Do you, can you taste cilantro in a No, I one? eat everything. I'm garbage. Okay. Yeah. We're off topic. Sorry, I sorry, derailed. I'm sorry. I'm just so fascinated with those people that can't eat cilantro. I'll march about that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll light a torch. You people don't belong here. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining Chipotle. <laughs> Hands up, don't garnish. That's what I say. I don't know what there's left to say about Steve Bannon. I guess it's... I, I, fundamentally, I don't understand why he's left, right? Like, I don't understand... Well, it doesn't mean he's not going to have influence. I mean, Trump... For Trump, it's all a narcissism game, and Bannon can't serve him if he's getting more attention than Trump while he's in the same house, so he has to leave the house, and then it doesn't matter how much attention he gets. But it's all about what Bannon wants to do, and now all Trump has to do is read Breitbart and get his policy positions as opposed to listen to him coughing up blood in the next room. (laughs) 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 So it's a lot easier now. (laughs) Stop sucking your own cock. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yes, you're going to cough up blood if you keep doing that. Is that what uh, happens? <laughs> yeah, it's all, Sorry to keep educating you on this. They just have to put a cone on Bannon by the end of it. <laughs> just one of those dog cones. Yeah, he won't stop sucking his own dick. He just won't stop. We don't know what to do. We tried to get him fixed. It's not Even the dog is like, I don't even lick my balls that much. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <sighs> He's licked all the hair off of his weird. Are we doing a good job? You guys. You guys are Killing crushing it. it. Crushing it? This has been yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. a delight. Uh, we'll close out on Ben only by saying that it is fascinating to me that Bannon has led this populist sort of racist insurgency inside the White House, but finally, ultimately, what was his undoing was being the subject of a book by Josh yeah. Green because it was too much attention. It's the Correct. ultimate yeah. sin for Trump. But uh, let's move on to the topic we've all been discussing all week, which is Charlottesville. Uh, I think we all know 
what happened there. Uh, you know, hundreds of young white men showed up in tor torches and polo shirts chanting things like white lives matter, Jews will not replace us, and blood and soil, which is a Nazi slogan. The following day, there was a, quote, unite the right, end quote, rally that uh, turned violent. A car driven by one of these white supremacists plowed through a crowd of people, killing Heather Heyer. Donald Trump released a statement denouncing violence on many sides. He then, on Tuesday, gave an absolutely unhinged press conference in which he referred to fine people on the white supremacist side and was basically unhinged and lost the thread, which ended in a lot of condemnation, but also a lot of mealy-mouthed statements from Republicans. Let's just sort of step back. I mean, what did you learn from the response to Trump from the wider country, but also from Republicans in Washington. What did you take away from it? I also want to quickly add that it was white women as well. Yeah. That's a good I don't like this whole thing of like white women on Twitter absolving themselves of white supremacy. Oh, that's it's so very nice strange to, to me. <laughs> that wasn't the question, but... Yeah, well... I didn't want to interrupt your... No, no. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you piped up. I'm, mm -hmm. glad, you said, I'm glad you said it. What have you thought about the response? I mean, we all know what Trump well, said is appalling. What, what have you thought of the response to it? Well, the thing is, it's interesting because, like, circuses aren't that big a deal anymore, you know? So it's interesting to see all the contortioning that Trump does of his body. I mean, he is a contortionist whenever he has to talk about white nationalism or racism because it, he loves it, you know? He can't, he's for that, so he can't, it's hard for him to act like he's not. You know, and he's been for that for years and years. You know, the way he talked about Central Park Five, you know, the way he's, the, the whole birther argument against Obama, that was purely rooted in racism, delegitimizing first black president. So, you know, he's an asshole as far as I'm concerned when he's trying. Yeah, I mean, he can't hide the fact that he's an asshole. So that's what he's up there trying to do, not trying to give the comfort he should be giving to a country that just went through this, especially this poor woman who lost her life. He should be most concerned about that, not trying to, you know, coddle on many sides, on many sides. <laughs> on many he doesn't want to lose his on base. Sides, yeah. He's worried about alienating who put him in the White House, I think. I, I also think he's just an oppositional person. And like you see it and even in like, you know, he has a base and people like him and the Republicans will kind of be fucking with him. And then at some point he just has to say no. As soon as like they kind of seem like they're on the same side, he's like, nah, I can't. I gotta say white people are better. I have to. Like, and he doesn't have to. Like, if there was anything in him that wasn't full ego all the time, he could, like, sit back and be like, no, this is wrong, it's gross, I hate it, and then move on and believe white people are better his whole career. But he has to say it out loud. Yeah, it's, he obviously has no control over this. I mean, he managed to turn this entire incident into something about him right. and about his ego and his wounds and how he was treated. And obviously, I think what Larry said is true. Long before Steve Bannon ever showed up on his doorstep yeah. uh, with flowers, he was talking about the Central Park Five. He was being... Or with his cock in his mouth. Or right. with, his, with his cock in his mouth, uh, <laughs> trying to reach the doorbell. <laughs> um, see, he's funny. We're going to miss him. I think he's going to be around. I don't think you're going to miss him. But, but yeah. Trump, the, the disingenuous part where he says there are fine people who are trying to hold on to racist imagery, that doesn't even make sense. You know, 
who are the fine people who are there? And then somebody next to you is like, we will not have Jews replace us. Fuck the niggers. Hey, man, you want to march with us? <laughs> we're, we're fine people. We want to march with you. Well, it's like, <laughs> yeah, how, like, how easygoing are you that you're there to protest the take tear down of a statue and then all of a sudden there's a Nazi next to you. You're like, nah. Yeah. Nice coat, man. Is yeah. that brown? What is that? Yeah. Makes no sense. Um, one other thing that, that Trump said in his rambling speech, also, it doesn't matter. We have bigger fish to fry. But every part of the Trump operation at the White House is garbage, including the advance you don't set up a podium in an echoey lobby in front of the elevators. Like, the country is in crisis and you're speaking in a fucking vestibule. It doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter. Um, but... No, John, you're wrong. Those are gold elevators. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and push back here. Those are made of gold. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. But one of the other things he said was... Dora Man's delivering him packages while he's standing there. Will you sign for He's signing for things? Uh, uh. <laughs> no, you got you to gotta use your card to get to that floor. You got to use your card. Uh, <laughs> but one of the things... People have gym shorts coming out. Hey, man. <laughs> Jim on si- Jim on, Jim's on the lobby. Jim's on six. Jim's on six. One of those places where the gym's on six. So... Uh, One of the things Trump said is he referred to the alt-left. He said that there's the alt-right, and then there's the alt-left. And, Larry, I know there's something you were sort of bothered by. Yeah. Uh, what, where does this term alt-left come from, and, and why does it matter that Trump is using it? Well, they're trying to create a false equivalency. It's really the, the alt-right or the wrong, and the alt-left or the correct. You know, one is on the correct side of history, and the other is on the wrong side of history. You know... But the alt-right is there to resist every single progress, progression in society, whether it's sexual, whether it's gender, whether it's just accepting anything that moves the earth forward. <laughs> you know, they want to stay in that eclipse on Monday for as long as they can. You know, you know what? You know. I, have a, mm-hmm. I think we could convince some of them that we did the eclipse. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like in a, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's right. Court, you know, mm-hmm. who's with me on that. Yeah. <laughs> and get some real concessions during that 20-minute window. Yeah. But none of the we'll ar- bring it back. <laughs> but none of, the, none of the arguments, none of their arguments ever make sense. Like when they say, you got to get over slavery. Slavery happened so long ago. Get over it. Slavery was around for thousands of years, right? In America alone, it was a good couple hundred years of marinating. Yet the Confederacy lasted four fucking years, and yet they don't have to get over that shit. Right. You know? They can hold on to that for infinity, right? We gotta hold on to the Confederacy. It was four years! Yeah. You know? Also, it was like, so, like, they lost, like, they're like, get over your loss that happened nine months ago, yes. but right. they're not supposed to get over their loss that was in the right. 1800s. But, but the alt-right as a term is a fiction too it's just Nazis you're, you're racist yeah but it w- if you if you say I'm racist it ruins dinner so you don't <laughs> you don't say I'm racist you say I'm alright and then everybody's like oh okay yeah. <laughs> more mean, ceviche please <laughs> where are these racists getting dinner it sounds good El Compadre oh that's nice oh that's nice it's, yeah. dar- it's dark in there yeah um, there was this weird even like up until uh, this past week, I feel like there was this weird reluctance too for people to 
to concede that the alt-right was was Nazis or was white supremacy. Like there was this whole thing of like, no, we throw the word Nazi around, blah, blah, blah. And then and then this week, white white people primarily were like, never mind, they're Nazis. Clay Clay Aiken tweeted about it. <laughs> he apologized. He said, I'm sorry. For going on American Trump. Idol or <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Runner up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He apologized. He said, I'm sorry I've defended Trump all these all this time. I was wrong. Ruben I, I, was the rightful racist. winner. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Thank you, Clay Aiken. Finally. 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 <laughs> I've been following him for that specific reason. <laughs> Clay Aiken. Yeah, I don't fuck with Clay Aiken. That motherfucker's on Trump's side, right? Secretly posting anti Ruben Studdard memes, <laughs> racist, just under a pseudonym for years. Exactly. Organized this whole thing because he's been carrying around this, this baggage, finally ready to let it go. Yeah. Is Ruben Studdard a Muslim? <laughs> oh. Where's his birth certificate? <laughs> well, there, you know, to that point about there is something to be said for the truth kind of in the grim wide open that. There's no denying that there's some value to what happened in the past week because alt-right, it's clear what that is. It's clear what this all represents. There was no ignoring what Trump really believes that he, you know. No more of this economic anxiety <laughs> bullshit. Right. Well, like, he, you know, it, it is very clear where Trump's sympathies lie. And there was no way for these people to escape from it, which is, I think, why you saw the final dissolution of the business councils, you saw a few Republicans willing to call Trump out by name, but far too many sticking to their usual criticizing racism generally, but refusing to actually name Trump. But it, is this a change? Did, I did want to wrap up the Charlotte conversation. Is like, are, are we actually seeing something different? Or in one week from now, are we, am I going to be up here saying, I can't believe this past week and talking about a whole new bunch of crazy shit and we've moved on? Well, I think it was a change for white people because there's like just like this is not a thing that's new to anyone other than white people uh and so i think like i i would hope that there would be a lot of inward like more inner introspection and more looking towards your family members and being willing to confront your family members and like seeing everything as more dire and rather than just being like well, we have different politics and we don't talk about it. Or I stay out of politics because I'm just not a political person. Like that, that can't be a thing anymore. I, I, th I think the challenge with calling it a change is that at the end of the day, you know, I was joking about Bannon being dope and we should keep him, but at, the end, the, at the end of oh. the day, he sort of is like, I'm so sorry if that cool, wasn't cool, clear cool. <laughs> ahead of time. Totally a bit. Uh, but no, I, I think at the end of the day, we're still, he's, he's going to be a, a sacrifice for the s sustaining of this, this whole, you know, thing, right? So like, they're going to cut him off and he's the easiest target for saying, yo, this dude is racist. And then we're going to get a, a slightly less racist version of that, or at least outwardly racist version of that thing. And then it's just going to keep the train going. So it's not, the, ch the change is, in my opinion, very like minor. It's like literally a change in pieces more than it is a change in like experience for anybody else involved. I'm very pessimistic about it because I don't think we've seen a creature quite like this. Um, people like are using logic and humanity and moral ways to stop this 
monster that even Godzilla can't recognize at this point. You know, we don't know how to do this because he, the grab him by the pussy didn't stop him from becoming president. It only emboldened the people. When he makes the kinds of statements that he does, where he doubles down, his followers double down in following him. You know, if you look at some of the polls of the people who really like him, they like him more when he does those things, not less. Because they think that he, what Trump's, Trump's narrative all the time is not even that he's right or wrong, but that he's under attack. And the people who follow Trump also feel he's under attack. So anytime he fights back, they feel, well, of course he's fighting back. He's under attack. You know, it's that media. So anytime he does that, he's not losing. He's not losing for the people. I unfortunately predicted that he would be elected this time, and I think he's going to be reelected if this, you know. I know. Sorry to bum me up. Sorry, guys. Sorry, not sorry. You guys are on the fence. Yeah. No, I, I think yeah. that's worth keeping in mind. Look, I think that's worth keeping in mind. I think Unless it's, people get out and do the right thing and really yeah. vote and take it seriously, yeah. you know? You have to take it seriously. Like Obama said, don't boo, vote. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, that was my Obama. I thought it was, was great. Yeah. I thought he was here. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> so where? What? Uh... Well, no, I, I think that's right. I think we're all, we're all still kind of walking around, still in a daze, because it always felt like Trump was defying gravity. And we thought elect- the election was supposed to be the final. He was, he's, he's, like, he's running across the, 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 the cliff, and he's supposed to look down and fall. But, he's, but he, keeps lo- he looked straight down and just kept running and made it to the other side and ate the roadrunner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so we're si- now the Roadrunner's dead. The coyotes, the coyote is bored and angry and blaming the media, not knowing that there's a Roadrunner on many sides. On many sides. <laughs> right. That's right. He's looking. <laughs> there was aggression on both sides. Uh, you know, one was the trying to eat one. The Roadrunner dropped an anvil. Right to protect itself. When we come back, we're going to play OK Stop. But before we do, uh, my friend Tim Miller who is a Republican operative and never Trumper, is in the House. He happened to be in town. And he had, he had, a, he had a few uh, rants he wanted to direct at us. Uh, and so, yeah. guys, give it up for Tim Miller. Yeah. Tim, here I take Gabby's, because in case I have to shut you down, I want to have a mic. Tim, you have 30 seconds. The floor is yours. Uh, hey, everybody. It's good to be here in West Hollywood at the foot of the Fred Siegel and across Podmerica from Boys Town to Logan Circle. It's nice to be here in the liberal bubble. I have four rants. My first one is about you fucking people. Uh, as John said, uh, I'm a cuck. This is you're in the cuck zone right now. Um, and uh, I worked for Republicans my whole life. I went out and I was vo- visibly opposed to Donald Trump. And uh, so I gained some liberal followers on social media. And now anytime I say anything conservative, you people call me Nazis and ask me how I can sleep at night. And it's like, okay, I don't want you to get rid of Robert E. Lee's bust and replace it with me. That'd be all right. But like, maybe don't call me a Nazi anymore. And if you guys are going to win next time and not lose, like Larry said, you need pals. So, I mean, look at poor Mitt Romney. Four years ago, this was a nice Mormon gentleman, okay? (laughs) He had been with his wife. His wife of 50 years was the first person he kissed. And then his crime that you guys called him a vicious sexist for was having a binder full of resumes of women he wanted to hire. He wanted to hire these women. And now you guys called him a sexist creep. And now you have the guy that like literally grabbed women by the fucking vagina against their will. And that's the guy you have now. So you're going to need cucks like me and Mitt Romney next time. Not just socialists, 
So be nice to us and rant. Thank you, Tim. Give it up for Tim. When we come back, okay, stop. Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. Love It or Leave It is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home. On top of the wide variety of houseplants available, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Mike Pence should have gotten one of those after the election day. (laughs) (laughs) The experts at Fast Growing Trees curate thousands of plants for all climates, locations, and needs. Available 24-7, you can talk to a plant expert about your soil type, landscape designs, and how best to take care of your plants. The point is, I may not have a green thumb, but that's why Fast Growing Trees is perfect for me, because it makes it so easy. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LOVEIT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LOVEIT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LOVEIT. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm Erin Ryan, a writer and host of the podcast Hysteria. And I'm Alyssa Mastromonaco, former White House Deputy Chief of Staff and also a host of Hysteria. And this week, we were asked to talk about Women's History Month. And on behalf of women everywhere, okay, fine. Our show Hysteria is about the way news and culture impacts women in America every week of the year. From the latest on reproductive rights to the ways pop culture handles women's stories. And not just because it's March, okay? We exist the other 11 months of the year, too. What? Don't. (laughs) Uh, You heard it here first. Don't even get us started on our exclusive YouTube series, This Fucking Guy, where we try to figure out how the worst people in America got to be so awful. So if you're looking for a pod that's by the ladies and for everyone, make sure to subscribe to Hysteria wherever you get your podcasts. Can I push back a little bit? Sure. I don't want a man who's only kissed one lady (laughs) to be my president. I don't want it. Yeah. All right, I'm bringing us back because that's too funny. I want that in the show. All right, we're back. I don't want that. Yeah. If he had run with Clinton, it would have been perfect. All right. Now, you, thank you. <laughs> and now for a game we call OK Stop. Here's how it works. We watch a video. And as we go, we, we stop it to comment. This week, we're going to play a video f- featuring Boris Epstein. He is the chief political analyst for Sinclair Broadcast Group. He is a former Trump person. And this is a conservative TV giant that owns and operates 173 stations in 33 states and D.C. Every week, he produces a 90-second video, which Sinclair dictates must be aired on its stations nationwide. How, um, do you, how can I do that? Uh, it's, you have to, I mean, it's, what you have to do is unholy. Okay. To get to this point. So I just would say, maybe That's think fine. of a, let's try something. I, you can, it's a lot of time and effort. I'm a YouTuber. Cool, I cool, got cool. time. You got time. Uh, let's roll the clip. The sky is blue. Does the president have to repeat that fact day in and day out for us to believe it? No, he does not. Okay, stop. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Great. Say this Great. shit to me on Monday, motherfucker. I don't think the sky is going to be blue on Monday. So there you go. <laughs> Eclipse. Who are my clips people in the house? <laughs> 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 
The sky changes color. An innocent woman, Heather Heyer, was killed. A man connected to the hate groups is under arrest for her murder. Scores of others were injured. There were also counter-protests. In response, the president has said the following. We must rediscover the bonds of love and loyalty that bring us together as Americans. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence okay, in its name stop. are... Can I say, he's doing way better reading than I predicted. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. Because you can see him reading pretty clearly, and he's doing pretty good. And we don't give him enough credit as a reader. <laughs> I <right>. agree. <laughs> I don't like the way he said, we must rediscover the bonds. What the fuck <laughs> is that supposed to mean? I, I'll tell you what that means. That means that C-plus Santa Monica fascist Stephen Miller, who could never get a job as a speechwriter for any Democrat or Republican administration, lucked his way into this job because nobody is smart enough and racist enough to do it. <laughs> you, it's hard to be both and to have that job. And so when he decides to stretch his, stretch his gifts, he ends up sounding like a bad spec script for the West Wing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. For many expressing outrage, that is not good enough. They're unhappy with the timing of the comments. Okay, the stop. But didn't, didn't he say that only after he said some dumb shit? So this, is his, this was his in-between. This was the brief moment. This was Monday, I believe. Mm -hmm. Sunday he fucks up, and then Tuesday he really fucks up. Well... <laughs> Uh, but Monday is when he read this hostage statement. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, on Sunday, he, like, punched a cat. <laughs> then Monday, he was like, I'm sorry, and he, and he fed the cat. And then on Tuesday, he threw the cat off a cliff. Right, and Boris's point is, why does he not get credit for feeding, for feeding the, the, cat. the cat on yeah, Monday? Okay. And, and by the way, it wasn't good food he fed that cat. Yeah, right. No. It was shitty food, but he was like, all right, you can eat today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The president right. correctly acknowledged that there is hate and violence coming from the left as well. Representative Steve Scalise and three others shot on an Alexandria baseball field after bullet wounds to prove that there is plenty of hate and violence from the left. Wow. Let's okay, stop. Okay, okay, stop. stop. I was just going to say that's some um, exploitative shit right yeah. there. Well, it's, look, the thing that's so, first of all, Boris has no, it, it's like, it really has a real Banana Republic vibe to it because he has no business being on television other than the fact that he is a willing propagandist. The idea that you're connecting the shooting of Steve Scalise mm -hmm. to the violence that happened in Charlottesville is obviously absurd. These are unconnected events, but they're trying any way to draw some kind of a false equivalence. Also, <laughs> this is something that, is being slipped in between weather and sports, right? right. No, but that's important. So it's very it, dangerous. It's insidious. It's the most dangerous. It's insidious in the same way that Trump allies have bought up the magazines on supermarket shelves at the, at the checkout because this is the stuff that the journalist class don't watch every night. They don't. They're not. Local news is really, really popular, but it's not popular amongst people who tweet about politics for a living and write about politics for a living and are on CNN all and day. And the people that consume it are not on Twitter, they're not on social media, they're not seeing anything else. And so this is one of the most powerful tools that the Trump people have, and this is what is on every night. Well, it's a false equivalency. I don't like, 
I don't mind drawing comparisons if they're fair, you know. But if you're pushing back, I mean, let's think about it. The, the Scalise thing was horrible, and it appeared to be those types of shootings are usually people that are unhinged. They have some kind of personal agenda, but they're not with a group of people marching. You know, it appeared that, and that's happened to different types of people. People have shot presidents who have been like that. You know, that's happened in our society in different ways, right? It's a horrible thing. This, um, when people are marching saying Jews will not replace us, uh, saying nigger just freely and saying these things, if you push back against that, you're not the same as what they're doing. It's right. not the same. I would never look at pictures of the ghetto in Warsaw being terrorized by the Nazis. And if I saw Jews fighting back, I would say, wow, there's violence on both sides going on there. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, right. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know? So the, the, even the nature of the false equivalency, the desire to even bring up something on the other side is disingenuous. Just deal with that on its own. And granted... Much of the media will excuse a lot of things that happen on the left that are nasty more than they should, and they should be taken into account for that. But they should, I, I wish people would cover these things when they happen and cover that thing, you know. Right. And so, why yeah. are other shooters lone wolves, but this guy is somehow representative of the left? Like, that's weird. Yeah. The shooter was a left-wing activist. The bottom line is this. I am Jewish. Members of my family died in the Holocaust. Okay, stop. I Stop, 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 stop. Like, no, my, no. You, <laughs> whoo boy. Uh, I'm also Jewish, and I, I tweeted, like, well, I checked in on my grandmother, she's a Holocaust survivor, and I tweeted, like, my grandmother did not survive the Holocaust as a teenager, take a boat to this country so she could have another Nazi takeover. Like, that's, no, absolutely not. Like, you... I know he's like a, a hired shill and I shouldn't, I shouldn't feel like he might have any morals or anything to him, but like pulling out the Jewish card to be like, well, I'm Jewish and I think this, is like, that's great. I'm Jewish and I think you're a fuckhead. Also, They're unrelated. They're unrelated. The other thing is this is not the hill to die on. The, what's, what's interesting about this week, and the reason why I said I really like what you said, too, there are a lot of people on the right who are speaking out properly against this right now. Many Republicans, people that aren't in politics, because this is different. This, is, this kind of hate speech, people on the right and the left should not like, and many people are speaking against it. And he should not be even giving the appearance that he's defending anything like this. He shouldn't be making a speech for this issue. He should be doing this for something else, a purely political one, but not for this one. That, that's the kind of blindness that I don't understand. You know? Yeah. And why are people so happy to follow someone with that accent? <laughs> He's got a clear speech impediment. <laughs> and we're just, you're following this? That's not inspiring. <laughs> Send him to the class. Right. He also just, he has no, this man has the charisma of an apple core. <laughs> it's a, no business being on television. After he ate the whole bucket of apples, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Parents, grandparents, and I came to this beautiful country as refugees from anti-Semitism. I know what it is like to Okay, live in stop. Just, uh, of course, just to note that many uh, Jewish refugees were turned away and died in the Holocaust. Uh, uh, in a manner not dissimilar to the way that Donald Trump would like to turn away refugees seeking 
homes and safety in this country. Correct. Which of course has to be pointed out because these people are despicable. Let's finish this clip. Where the leaders are anti-Semitic. This is not it. The president stating the fact that the fringes of the left and the right are okay, both stop. capable of The hate. literal first image is a swastika. The first image that shows yeah. it's not his face is a swastika. I've seen anti-Semitism. This is not it. Okay, then what is? I would love to know what is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a... They're not doing a reenactment, you know? <laughs> Violence does not mean he's condoning any of it. Like, this is the thing, is that he thinks that when it starts happening, he's going to be saved, but he, like, won't be. Like, you're a Jew. Your name is Boris Epstein. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, were you the guy who did those segments? You know what? We're, no, you don't have to go to the camps. You're fine. You're fine. Like, that's not going to happen. I don't think he's very good on TV. <laughs> I think that's the bottom line for and me. Whoever board. is tailoring their suits isn't doing a good job. It they goes, all have oversized suits. It goes back to my point. Up and down the line, there's no good people working these no. projects. <laughs> They don't have good suit people. They don't have good advanced people. They don't have good speech people. They don't have good, hey, you're a racist. Stop it, people. No. They don't have the people that they You would they think need. they'd have at least that person. That right? one person. Yeah, it's supposed to be Jared Novanka, but they're always on fucking vacation. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can't. You know what? I'm not even. Dilettantes. Done with them. We don't have anything. I don't know anything about Jared and Ivanka. I'm sure they're privately very concerned and just. Wish that there was more that they could do. Pathetic. <laughs> Guys, before we play Too Stupid to Be True, let's, we're calling it the Cuck Zone, Tim. Now for a segment we call the Cuck Zone. Let's welcome yeah. back Tim Miller. Thank you so much. Okay, so this rant is about how the media just is obsessed with treating these tr Trump like he's normal and the people that are going to come in and work for him like, like it's going to be a change, there's going to be a difference. Here is, I literally picked this up outside at the bodega for those who can't see on the pod. This is John Kelly, Trump's best hope. This is the cover of Time magazine. Like, do they realize this is a fucking weekly? Like, are you kidding me? Like, he put, they, they put this on the thing and then two minutes later, like, Trump was out there talking about Nazis and how they're very fine people. <laughs> Like, like, what do you think John Kelly is doing at the end of that press conference? He's like, well, sir, uh, you were supposed to talk about our infrastructure plan, but <laughs> instead uh, you talked about how Robert E. Lee is like George Washington, uh, and you called Jim Acosta fake news 92 times. Um, <laughs> the problem is not these people in the square offices. Bannon leaving, as you guys say, is not going to make any difference. The problem is the shit taco in the Oval Office, and none of this is going to matter. We've got to stop pretending like it does. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for helping us introduce a new segment we call the Cuck Zone, which I love. We come back to Stu to be true. Kate, don't go anywhere. There's more of Love It or Leave It coming up. The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't. The No Trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F-Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to cricket.com slash store to shop. 
It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help. You don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com and enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, paid for by Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. And we're back. Now for a game <laughs> called Too Stupid to Be True. We're going to leave all of this in. All right, guys, beneath each of your chairs is a card. Uh, and on that card is a quote. Uh, I have one as well. Uh, three of them are things that people actually said. One of them is too stupid to be true. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Christina. Christina. Yes. Uh, have you been paying close attention to the news this week? I haven't been able to this week, so hopefully I do okay. You know what, though? That's good because it'd be nice if one time somebody lost this game. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Christina, we're going to be reading you quotes about Confederate monuments and the arguments people made in their favor, okay? Three of them are real. One of them is not. It will be your job to suss out the fake. You will be playing for a three-month gift card to Blue Bottle Coffee. All right, I'm going to go first, okay? When you tear down a memorial, you tear down history, and it's dangerous because libraries are no match for statues in the town square. Statues come to the people. You have to go to books, and don't forget, books can burn. Okay. Gabby, you're up with quote number two. Wow. I don't know how to follow it. Okay. Nothing is worse than a Yankee telling a Southerner that his monuments don't matter. After they tear down Lee and Beauregard, they're coming for Washington and Jefferson. Hashtag historical vandalism. Christina, keep them both in your mind. You're doing great. Uh, you're not saying much, but you're thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm mulling everything over. Larry, you're up. Okay, should I do this with my Southern gentleman? Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Future generations will not have a means to adequately appreciate the heroic story of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. raised up out of Georgia without the carving at Stone Mountain to serve as his monumental antipode to document the enormity of what he and his movement were up against. <laughs> 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 Uh, now, Christina, that may be true, it may not be true. I don't want you to take that realistic performance. <laughs> I don't want it to cloud your judgment. It's, it's burned in my brain now. Good, good. I can't forget it. Unmitigated right. God. <laughs> can, I, can I just say, I, I love that he's talking about Stone Mountain, because I've been to Stone Mountain, and they do a laser light show. So I don't know how, like, <laughs> classy or whatever it's supposed to be <laughs> important. It's a dope laser light show. Okay, sorry. Langston, you are up with All the right. final quote. Mitch, 
You know we cannot change history, but we can change our activities in life and learn from our past. This is called positive ev evolution. I ask you, Mitch, should the pyramids in Egypt be destroyed since they were built entirely from slave labor? Fair and healthy freedom is the answer to why our country is so great, exclamation point. So, Christina, this is tough. Okay, so here's what you got. I'll just remind you of what your options are. You have statues come to the people. You have nothing worse than a Yankee telling a Southerner something in that uh, Washington and Jefferson are next. You have uh, the uh, performance of Future Showboat. Generation Sir. <laughs> the performance of uh, Showboat. Or what was that? <laughs> what was that musical about a steamboat? Showboat. showboat. <laughs> uh, What's that, that musical about a showboat? What was that? <laughs> I can't remember. And you have the, the What's next? Will they tear down the pyramids in Egypt? Which I have to say. I don't believe the U.S. has that authority. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I think. I mean, we. I guess we could at any time, but anything is possible. Donald Trump's like, I've called the Sphinx. I've talked to the Sphinx personally. We should tell Trump the riddle of the Sphinx, and then his head will explode. <laughs> Christina, enough dawdling. It's time for you to pick. Okay. Um, I think yours is too stupid to be true. Christina, you've won the game. Thank you to Christina for playing. She has won the Blue Bottle Coffee. Guys, when we come back, the rant wheel. But first, it is time for yet another visit to the cuck zone. Please welcome back Tim Miller. This, is, this one isn't so much of a rant, more of a plea, and it's about the fucking mooch, okay? And I need, I really don't have that much control here, and you as liberal elites all across Podmerica are the ones that I look to. The mooch, I don't know if you noticed this week, uh, is trying to rehabilitate himself. He was on Stephen Colbert making jokes, and Stephen had him on, which I thought was disgusting. He's on Twitter, tut-tutting the president. Um, this fucker humiliated himself to be the communications director for Mr. Central Park Five, birther, Mexicans are rapists, blah, blah, blah. And now he gets a moral conscience because he wants to get invited to shit in New York. You people need to shun him. I do not want to see him at the Met Ball giggling with Larry. He has to take that gaudy fucking suit and go back to New Jersey. Thank you, Tim. That was the cut zone. When we come back, the rant wheel. Woo! Don't go anywhere. This is Love It or Leave It, and there's more on the way. The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't. The No Trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F-Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to cricket.com slash store to shop. It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help. You don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. 
Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com and enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, paid for by Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. And we're back. Now, for the rant wheel, you know how it works. We spin it and we rant on the topics as they land. Here's what we've got this week. We've got the term alt-left, the hashtag, this is not us, Colin Kaepernick, private wincing by Republicans, news outlets, quote, pivoting to video, spoilers, an audience suggestion, and I think something about Kim Kardashian made it on the wheel, but I really hope it doesn't land there because I have no idea what it's about. I'll I, tell you. I'll okay, tell so you about it. Okay, maybe you'll have to handle it. Because oh, I, I actually, I didn't... I'm I, here for your Kim thank, K news. Thank you, thank you, because I, I did not prepare. It Let's spin the wheel. Wild. Okay. <laughs> Kim, 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 Kim. <laughs> okay. It has landed on spoilers, and I have to start with an apology. Uh, about a week ago, I did something that I regret. And that is, I put a spoiler in the first ad of Pod Save America. And it was an accident because there were actually two spoilers. And I didn't realize how specific the first one was. And we did take the show down and edit it out, but not before several hundred thousand people. <laughs> had heard it. it. It didn't seem as specific at the time. The point is, none of us is perfect. And we are all human. And I do believe that the Freudian death drive is one that causes us to want to spoil shows for each other. That when you tell someone you haven't seen a movie that they have seen, they're always like, oh my God, you're going to love it. And you like, don't spoil it. Like, I know, I know, I won't, I won't. I Anyway, there's apparently been some hacked shit about Game of Thrones and there's spoilers floating around. It's a very dangerous time. Um, but I take spoilers very seriously. We all need to respect. You know, everybody goes into things having read so much stuff. I went into the, the new Star Wars movie, A Force Awakens, with earplugs on because I did not want to hear the spoilers from the children leaving the 4.30 show. And that's kind of purity, I think, has made me the subject of scorn and mockery amongst my friends, some who host a podcast with me. I don't have anything to say about it. You guys have any thoughts on spoilers? Um, I just had one bad spoiling incident happen to me, but this was years ago. This was like when the first Batman movie came out. And the people... Was it that he's Bruce Wayne? Here's what it was. <laughs> You're doing it right now. Okay, no. <laughs> no. So the people in front of me were just talking, 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 but they were talking in a language I could not understand, right? It was like a made-up language. It was almost like Klingon mixed with like that, that clicking language from the gods must be crazy, it sounded like, right? Okay. Okay, all right. So I couldn't understand. I was happy not to understand it, right? But it was still bugging me. But 
the couple of words that I could understand spoiled the fucking movie, right? So I'll give you an example. So it was like this. I'm doing the clicking. They really didn't click. But I got to write a Batman. I got to kill the Joker. Hey! The fuck, man? Stay in your language, at least. You know, so. I say, I don't want, don't tell me anything about the movie. I won't, I won't, but you're really going to like it, and the ending is so sad. Hey! That's a spoiler. I love, do you mind if I ruin one part for you? Yes, I fucking mind. <laughs> Let's spin it again. <laughs> Come on. God damn it. You know what? What? I'm going to use the power of hosting. Because it landed on alt-left, but I think we ran that to ground. Yeah. yeah. Gabby, what? what is this Kim Kardashian video? And what do we need to know about it? Okay. Yeah. So there's a makeup artist named Jeffree Star. And, okay, and Jeffree Star is, is this a person you've heard of? Great. So, um, so he's like white and also like kind of racist. And, or, you know, he's done some notably racist stuff. Um, and then Kim Kardashian worked with him on some like makeup stuff. And then everyone was like, Kim Kardashian, how could you work with this racist person? And then instead of like, like apologizing or, or being like I didn't know or whatever uh, she made like a series of Snapchat videos being oh like no. we should just forgive him it doesn't matter I'm fully believe the past is the past I don't like people bringing up my past so I wouldn't bring up his past which like I think the last terrible thing he did was like two months ago or like two <laughs> weeks ago and then people were using it as an example to be like, just because you're married to a black person doesn't mean you're not racist. Uh, he wasn't, it wasn't mild race. He was chasing black women down the street and calling them niggers. He was? Yeah. I only saw that he had like, I only saw the stuff he did on the internet. No, he did stuff in real like life. actively, aggressively like a racist dude. Holy shit. Yeah. And she like stood up for him. But she, I think in the same way that you hadn't seen that video, she hadn't. And then afterwards she made a third video Oh boy. I'm so uh, glad you could. Hold on. You played it so fucking cool. Hey, hey. You it, let. It want to spoil it. You let hey. the one woman on the panel be like, oh my God, look what Kim K did. And hey, you knew the whole I time. I keep up. I keep up. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> no, but she, she eventually like came out and was like, hey guys, I didn't expect y'all to turn on me like this. My bad on that one. I uh, retract everything I said. Are we good? And then everyone was like, went and no. Had lasagna and shit. Yeah. Uh, Kylie, can you take that Pepsi to the rally <laughs> for me, please? <laughs> I, <laughs> Look, I think one thing I'm taking away from this is that when we're uh, looking for moral leadership on some of the thorniest issues we face as a country, uh, maybe we should, as a rule, look elsewhere. I turn to Chloe every time. <laughs> She's the sensible one. <laughs> you know, I'm Neil really Meyer. glad we did that because I did not know any of that. And this is all I'll ever know about it. And it's the perfect amount. Yeah. <laughs> Let's spin it again. Okay. I mean, we have a reality show. Now it lands on Kim K. I'm just kidding. Ooh. It has landed on the hashtag this is not us, which Hell is something yeah. that a lot of people were tweeting about over the weekend and into the week. Uh, Gabby, what were your thoughts on this hashtag? 
Yeah, so uh, this was my suggestion, and this is also comes from the world of pop culture a little bit, in that I think Lady Gaga started this, maybe, or participated notably in it, and a lot of people were pushing back on it because, again, it's what I was talking about in the beginning, where like white women were absolving themselves of white supremacy, and they were like erasing their history, like their active participation in the Klan, like active participation in um, white supremacy and like, you know, there, there, it wasn't, there were more white men, certainly, but there, you can't step away from that and be like, we're just not gonna fuck Nazis, haha, or like, we're just not, because people are, like in reality, these men have mothers, these men have girlfriends, like it's not this, well, it's not, not that this. Many. Not as many girlfriends as they'd like. Well, the, stereo, the stereotype of like, oh, it's all these basement-dwelling people who never leave their homes, like, clearly it's not. And, and a lot of these guys were like, you know, polo-wearing, like, any dude you would see at a frat party. And they live among us. Like, they have jobs to get fired from, whatever, it's at a hot dog stand, but, like, you get it. <laughs> and, and so they go to school among you. So, like, to say this is not us is like, no. The history of racism is you're part of that. Well, one of the things I saw, and I, I regret not knowing who was talking about this, but somebody was laying out on Twitter the history of where a lot of the uh, Jefferson Davis highways came from. And a lot of it was the activism of, of women's groups, the kind of the Confederate equivalent of the Daughters of the American Revolution, mm -hmm. kind of turning, turning kind of this this uh, argument into sort of teas and fundraisers, which led to statues going up and memorials going up all across the country and kind of lending a patina of respectability to terror and racism and a celebration of you know, treason. I find it not, I agree with you, it's not completely honest. I mean, the honest sentiment is this has been us. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to realize that because these things don't operate in a vacuum. They don't operate in the absence of history and context. As much as those um, Confederate statues and the celebration of the Confederacy, as much as it is what people want to call a celebration of culture, at the same time, people have to understand how insidious racism was at those times. That's also reminding black people that you are a nigger. I mean, that's what that is. It's reminding you that you are not part of this. You know, because that came around, and I hate to be so blunt with it, but that's a fact. And any black person looking at that imagery was reminded of that. And if you didn't agree with that, you were taken out and you were taught to agree with that. You were an example that was, you know, you were being made of as an example. So it has both of those meanings, and that's why black people have that reaction to it. And I use the Jewish example, too. If, if Germany had streets called Goebbels Lane, you know, and Mengele Parkway, and, and come up to the Hitler Auditorium, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That hurts. You can't have that shit, you know? So I, that's what that imagery means. I feel like uh, this whole this is not us is, is white people treating racism like someone farted in an elevator. <laughs> like, no, it wasn't me. We all know that wasn't. We need to figure out who did this. <laughs> who did it? I want to leave it there. That was a great way to end it. I want to thank our awesome panel. Gabby Dunn, Larry Wilmore, Langston Kerman. You guys were fantastic. Thank you guys so much for coming out. We have one more spin of the wheel. Oh, oh. Woo! Oh! Oh, oh my God! Uh, the wheel has landed on happy birthday, love it, apparently.
I need a mic. We have a love it or leave it cake being brought up by Lee Eisenberg dressed as, I think it's supposed to be either George Washington or a gay nutcracker. Gay <laughs> nutcracker. Gay nutcracker. That is so nice. There's a cake. And I get to do the final Cug Zone about John Lovett. The final Cug Zone rant. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, I, I don't know if you guys know out there, they didn't mention the year on the birthday, but John Lovett is 35 years old. And so, like, I know that John and the other pod bros need to, like, protect their brand. And, you know, John needs to change his avatar on Twitter every week to look young and hip, you know, attract more white twink listeners out there. Uh, but he is 35. Uh, uh, when my mother was 35, uh, she had three children. She was doing carpool. And, like, every time you see a video from Crooked HQ, it's like a fucking episode of Fire Island. They're, like, playing patty cake and just a bunch of dudes sitting around. Uh, so, and lastly, and you know, this shirt that he's wearing right now was literally the same shirt he wore in 2006 when I met him at a gay club, and he was standing awkwardly in the corner. It's the same shirt. I don't know that they... I don't know this that is even, tough to hear. I don't know that he even does laundry. And now they're selling all these shirts that y'all are wearing, but like, y'all are 35, put on a collar. Like, go to work and put on a collar. So anyway, happy birthday. Uh, listeners, John is really old. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, guys. I want you guys to all give it up for Tim Miller. You'll never hear his voice again. So try to cherish it. Thank you guys for coming out. It was a great show. Have a great night. Happy birthday, John. Thank Happy you. Happy birthday.